0: Welcome back to another episode of New Teacher Talk. Are you new to teaching? We're here to support you. This podcast channel is intentionally designed to help those who are new to teaching. We talk about the most common challenges that you experience, and you'll find a community of support through this channel and our Instagram and X account. We're the hosts and creators of New Teacher Talk. I'm Dr. Anna. Adjunct instructor and NBCT who cares about supporting and inspiring all teachers to make their voices heard.
1: And I'm Dr. Beth. I'm a former high school band director and currently a podcast editor for this and other channels, as well as a teacher leader with a passion for supporting new teachers. If you're listening to this podcast, either you are or will be a new teacher in the near future, or maybe you're a new teacher mentor or induction coordinator looking for resources or ideas to use with those just starting their careers. It's no secret that returning to the classroom after the holiday break is challenging for everybody. I have felt that.
0: I always got the Sunday scaries or whatever night scaries the day before I went back.
1: Well, this is the second of a two-part episode to start your new year strong. We've titled this episode, Push the Reset Button, And this is an opportunity
0: for you to get a strong start to
1: 2024.
0: It's about pushing the reset button. It gives you that chance to fix things you're not happy with. As a new teacher, often that first semester, you're doing things that other people have suggested to you or you've done it the way your cooperating teacher might have done it before. But once you get out in the field on your own, you're feeling that maybe those practices don't exactly feel comfortable for you. So it's an opportunity to refresh.
1: I really like that idea of hitting a reset button. I know as a new teacher, there's so much stuff going on and we're trying many different things and every day can have ups and downs. But now you've got a semester under your belt or maybe a year and a half under your belt. You're in your second year, maybe even into that third year. It's a great time to continue to reflect and ask yourself what's working, what's not working. At the secondary level, if you feel comfortable, you can even ask students what they would like to see different and embrace that. This is the chance to do things that you've always wanted to do. And you can just start with taking those new steps. And you've got a new semester. It's not uncommon to switch classes or have a whole set of different students the second part of the year. So what a great opportunity.
0: And even when you are working with a self-contained class and welcoming your students back after holiday break, it's a chance to switch things up. It's a way that you can look at your work from a new perspective. And again, anytime that you take on something new I've learned that you need to let go of something else. Otherwise, you are so busy thinking about routines and procedures that you can't keep them straight in your head. And when you can't keep them straight in your head, neither can your students. So sometimes it's about simplifying. Maybe you want to change up how and where students might turn in their work because it felt like there was too much commotion around that space. You're thinking about what worked, what didn't work, and maybe you are wanting to just simplify your classroom expectations. Maybe there were too many things for students to think about. Maybe you just want to simplify that. And again, having their voice to let you know maybe what is confusing for them. What would they like to do? You've also had that chance to watch other people in your school in action. And perhaps you might like to try on one of those things that you've seen working well for someone else.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. You can tell the students. You can hit the reset button too. I think that's critically important. Give them a new, fresh start.
0: Exactly. And one of the things that I think as new teachers we worry about, I think maybe sometimes these days all teachers worry about, is this going to be okay with my administrator? What are they thinking about me? And sometimes I just have to say, give yourself permission to do it. Make changes because you want to make changes, not because someone is breathing down your neck telling you to do something.
1: Another great strategy to consider at this time of year, Anna, is to adjust back to the school schedule. Not only as teachers, we need to adjust, but also adjusting back to the school schedule is so critically important for students. At the secondary level, they stay up all night. They're used to sleeping into 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I think it's important to talk about getting back to a normal bedtime and sleep schedule. As a teacher, I would also stay in touch with counselors and to help the more vulnerable and sensitive populations adjust because with some individuals, that's just harder after you've been out of a routine. What do you think, Anna?
0: I definitely agree with you here, Beth. Because one of the things that I found as an elementary school teacher is that sometimes we have students who have some school anxiety, and with that comes some trouble sleeping. And so therefore, when they present themselves in school, they're struggling a little bit personally and having a hard time sometimes staying awake. Talking with a counselor about that, reaching out to some of those support people in your school is so helpful. But one of the other things, adjusting back to the school schedule, I've always found that as a teacher, it's about taking those bathroom breaks at those specific times of the day and getting ourselves trained again. And so really, it's even about thinking during those first few days taking some extra little washroom breaks with kids so that they too can start to get their bodies acclimatized to school again and just get comfortable and ease their way back into those longer day routines.
1: Absolutely. Another area that I know that secondary teachers need to consider is just navigating the building or the campus, depending on how big the school is where you're working Students, because they switch in the middle of the year to the new semester, and that means their pattern of when their classes are and where those classes are in the building or in multiple buildings, depending if it's a large campus, they have to find their way around because of that new class schedule. And that really causes student stress. It's a change. Although they won't voice it, they feel really insecure in asking for help. They're also worried about, will they know other people in those classes? Will I know anybody in my lunch period? You know, who am I going to sit with? Those are high-end stressors for secondary students. So I would say as we move into January, navigating that building or campus, something as simple as saying, I'm here if you need help with your new schedule. Well, just ask them, how's it going? You can do that individually with a student.
0: As an elementary teacher, one of the things that I've found is that when my students would come back from winter break, sometimes they'd even forget how to get into their lockers. And these lockers didn't have locks Mm. or anything to work with. It was just that idea oh, how do I get into this again? How do Mm -hmm. I organize all my big winter clothing into my locker? What I would say about this from an elementary perspective. And we we usually, with elementary students, you travel with your kids from one place to another. They're seldom on their own for too long. But what's really important is to develop that culture of caring among one another so that if there is something that I'm struggling I'm struggling with my locker. Perhaps my locker mate next door might take a moment to say, oh, you lift up, but keep your hand still. It's that idea that we want to build that students will help one another. And by building that caring culture early on, it tries to instill that sense of community, that sense of caring among everyone. And we do have a great resource that we're going to share in our description from Deepti Karod about developing a caring culture in your classroom community. So I hope that our listeners are going to take time to grab that from the description. Yeah,
1: I took a look at that resource the other day, and it's nice because you can download it and fill it in automatically. It's a fill-in that you can personalize. It's just important that we have a strong, caring culture today. So I really like this piece by Deep D. I think it's a good one to download.
0: I agree. And that takes us to our fourth tip, which is getting along with friends and peers. And by developing that, Care and culture within your classroom, you're helping students develop some of the skills for getting along with their classroom friends.
1: Yeah, tolerance and being a friend or learning to work with peers is just such a needed skill today, whether you're in school or when you get out and start to work, whether it's starting at 15 or 16 in the workforce or whether you're an adult. I do know that for many students, high school and middle school are a great part of their lives. They look forward to the socialization, seeing their friends, hanging out with their friends. And the flip side of that coin is there are students who every day going to school is highly stressful because they get bullied or teased. They may feel excluded. When you're in that classroom and as a teacher and even in the hallway, you know, during those passing periods, look for behaviors. Look for good behaviors and make sure that you give recognition where recognition is deserved, but also be aware of bullying or the teasing and intercede or bring it up to the building administration. Anything you can do in the classroom, whether it's just working in pairs or maybe it's not even just face-to-face, but maybe they're sharing resources via their Chromebooks and they're supposed to look over something and provide feedback develop that friend and peer support in a very organic and very scaffolded way.
0: And one thing I have to say that you mentioned, Beth, that I really can't speak to enough. As a teacher, it's imperative to be aware of those social situations. When you see something happening, deal with it. Absolutely. Yep. Every student needs someone to advocate for them. And who better to be the advocate than the teacher? Maybe you just step in. And especially with younger students, it's really about stepping in and supporting the student who might be being teased. It's also about following up with that student to help them regain their self-esteem. It's also about reminding the other student to be nice and kind to other people but it gets trickier as students get older because sometimes students want to just be invisible. That's when you, I think, need to reach out to their families. You need to reach out to some of those other supporters in your school, your social worker, your school psychologist, your guidance counselor. All of those people can be a great system of support for students. We need to really think about
1: that. Keep an eye out for new students that join mid-year and how will you as a teacher help them to acclimate at the secondary level? Clearly you can assign somebody in the class with them to sit next to that you know is particularly helpful that have shown a lot of caring. Maybe they're a more popular student which will give them a strong footing. But that's another group of individuals to keep an eye out for and determine how you will be their support. I really like, Anna, when you said, you know, you're there to support them and to intercede.
0: You are. One of the other things that we also have to remember that when we go to work at school, that we need a support system too. So as an educator, and as especially as a new educator, where maybe you don't interact with that many different people within a day, or sometimes you feel as a teacher that you don't get to interact with any adults during the day. Make sure that you're making an effort to widen your own professional support circle. And also get to know your coworkers outside of school. When you feel supported as a teacher or when you feel that you have friends at work, it's much easier to go and feel that you're part of something larger than yourself in your own classroom. So make sure that you're not feeling that you're isolated.
1: You nailed it, Anna. You really nailed it on that one because I know as new teachers we can become very isolated in our classrooms. The same content area colleagues across the hallway or next door. Same grade level colleagues. Some of us are in specials like music and art, drama, those types of things. Physical education—that's a separate part of the building—and we don't really get to see a lot of other teachers. Look for those supportive individuals at work and outside your work. Like if you're going to a professional development conference, go to those sessions and connect with those who have similar interests as yourself
0: you brought up something interesting about going to a conference. Some schools will support you to go to some conferences outside of your school work day. That's a great way too, to get to know other people, whether it's just traveling in the car, spending the day talking about your work. That's a wonderful opportunity if your district has those outside PD opportunities.
1: I had that opportunity in one of the school districts where I worked, and it was great. I loved it, especially being a person who was in a finite field. It was nice to connect with other music educators and uh, plan for a spring event that involved lots of schools coming together and connecting. I want to share some updates with our listeners about the podcast channel, as well as give some highlights for what's ahead in 2024 for New Teacher Talk, if you don't mind.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited because we've really been thinking about how to better support our listeners and widen our group of contributors.
1: Our channel continues to grow with listeners coming from not only the United States, but 20 international countries. So we really value our listeners. And we want to say thank you for being part of our podcast channel and contributing to its success and growth let us know what you're inspired by and what you'd like to hear more about. In the year ahead, we're also going to continue to share and discuss topics that you as new teachers find a challenge. We like to focus our content around challenge areas because we know that's where teachers really struggle. We know that also new teachers in different settings, rural, suburban, and urban, have different needs. And so we try to tailor accordingly Our goal is to simply address your needs as a new teacher. So leave us a message in the comments section of any podcast or reach out to us through our socials and we'll put those usernames in the descriptor so you can check us out there. Follow us. We'd love to follow you back. Also, here's something new for 2024 and Anna and I are really excited about this. We're going to drop theme-based podcasts. For example, here are four ideas that we'll be running with and dropping. The first one is finishing the school year strong. Second one, back to school series. Third, best ways to connect with families. And fourth, advancing your career as a teacher leader.
0: It is never too early to think of yourself as a teacher leader. I just want you to know that.
1: And we've been talking a lot about just-in-time resources. We've included some in this two-part series, and you can always access those by going to the podcast description and simply downloading those, using them right away in your classroom, and share them with other people.
0: Also in 2024, we plan to bring you some more new teacher voices to share their journey, including successful strategies that they're using in their classroom and establishing their work-life balance, which is hard to do. Mm -hmm. If you're one of those new teachers who would like to share your successes with others, reach out to us. We value the professional expertise of early career educators, and we'd like to hear more of you. So share your voice on this channel. And finally, we're in the process of doing a soft launch of our YouTube channel, So search out New Teacher Talk and there's more to come on that later. We appreciate your listening to today's podcast and hope you'll become a regular follower of this channel. Hit the follow button in the upper right-hand corner. When you do that, you receive notification when a new episode drops. Also, follow us on social media to get free teacher resources and other support. You can find us on Instagram at New Teacher Talk and acts formerly known as Twitter, at New Teacher Talk One,
1: and always remember: as a new teacher, we are here to help you.